Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Talkin' Bengal Tigers podcast. I'm Billy Embody. We are right in the middle of week one of the Bengal Tiger on On3 Sports, and it's about time for our first full episode of the Talkin' Bengal Tigers podcast. And so, on this edition of the TBT podcast, I want to focus on probably the biggest storyline of the week, which outside of LSU basketball, of course, right now, both the men's and the women's, is Brian Kelly and his staff mining that NCAA transfer portal. And I wanted to lead off by looking back at the two commitments LSU received from the portal and look ahead to what's next for you guys on this edition of the podcast. And then as we get later into the week on Friday, I'll drop another edition of the podcast. We'll talk some hoops. We'll also look at some of the top recruiting targets and we'll also assess where the LSU staff is as they await that final spot to be filled. A lot of indications are that it'll be Georgia passing game coordinator Cortez Hankton joining LSU staff as wide receivers coach. We'll continue to track that. But let's get back on topic. But first, I do want to remind you guys to leave us a follow, a rating, a review. This is a brand new podcast. We need your help to build it up those lists so we can get more listeners uh, and do all of those great things as we build this podcast from scratch. So please do that. Now, let's start out with a Louisiana native coming back to play for LSU. Joe Fouché transfers from Arkansas to LSU and a big get for Brian Kelly and this staff. You look at Joe Fouché and what he's going to bring to the table you're looking at somebody who's a captain at Arkansas this past year, uh, notch, 20, uh, notch 73 total tackles, seven and a half tackles for loss, a sack and a half, a forced fumble, seven pass breakups, and two picks. The New Orleans native racked up 231 tackles, 11 and a half tackles for loss, two and a half sacks, two forced fumbles, 17 pass breakups, and five interceptions during his four-year career in Fayetteville. And instead of maybe trying his hand at the NFL, he's going to transfer to LSU to finish out that career, which is going to be, I mean, got to be one of those those things that while at a high school, Joe didn't end up going to um, LSU, but he ends up getting the opportunity to finish out his career. And I was actually there when he picked Arkansas uh, and signed on that, uh, that national signing day. And I, I covered a lot of Joe in high school. Uh, as he kind of came up through that McDonough 35 program. Uh, and, you know, the thing that stands out about him then and still stands out about him is his personality and what he brings to the table on that front. He was that guy that wore sunglasses playing on playing seven on seven, uh, had the bandana going, just always came with just kind of a swagger. And a lot of the guys seemed to really gravitate towards him just just from what you could see watching these guys go on the circuit and play seven on seven, I got him, got to see him play some high school football as well uh, for McDonough. And, and, you know, he's just one of those, one of those players that you could see why he ended up being a captain for Arkansas this past year, just from that perspective of players really respect what he has to say. And he's obviously, you know, outperformed really. I mean, I think what the expectations were for him going into Arkansas um, and now he gets to finish up his career at LSU. He'll be a safety for the Tigers. He'll get a chance to really step into a room that probably needs more veteran uh, leadership, needs uh, veteran production. You look at uh, some of the guys that are there, some of the younger players, uh, 
like Jordan Tolles, Matthew Langlaw, uh, Sage Ryan's been nickel, but um, you also have Jay Ward, who's who could very well be back there at safety again. You know, they just need to shore that group up, uh, especially. And so you get somebody who has one year of eligibility remaining in Job Fouché, and he can really kind of shore up that room for this year, at least until they go out and, and can really address um, that room a little bit more um, as they get, get you know, their 2022 uh, class finished up with some tra- other transfers maybe um, and the 2023 class going and kind of rebuild that room because I do think it's a room that probably needs to be retooled as far as, you know, kind of who they recruited, at least in the older classes. And so I think you're going to see that be a huge priority for Kerry Cooks uh, to really get that room back on track and get it uh, performing at the level we saw with when the likes of, you know, Jamal Adams, Grant Delpit, um, some of those other guys have been back there, Jacoby Stevens. So Joe Fouché will be a big one-year addition for LSU as he can finish out his uh, career in the purple and gold in his home state. Now another prospect who was already in, or another player who was already in Louisiana, Makai Garner, uh, committed to LSU on Tuesday night as well, uh, giving LSU, I, I mean, somebody who is a big body, uh, physical corner, he probably has the looks of a safety, just, you know, his size. Um, I watched him work out privately uh, last week and, and with some of the other top DBs um, that are that are coming up in college and coming up in high school. And the thing about him is, is he's highly motivated right now. He's got two years left of eligibility after being an all-conference performer for the Raging Cajuns. And now he looks at this as a job interview. Uh, he's seen Tiger Stadium up close, being in Lafayette the last couple years, and he wants to come in and play in Tiger Stadium. And you know, he sees what Brian Kelly's doing, uh, hiring Matt House uh, with the endorsement of Tyron Matthew, and doing some of those things that you know, as a new coaching staff comes in, they really kind of stand out to some of these players that are evaluating their futures. And I think that stood out to my to Makai Garner. Also, Kerry Cooks' impact um, at some of his other stops, coaching defensive back, stood out to him. He talked with us for a while about his decision, so if you haven't seen that, check it out on thebengaltiger.com to get more information on what LSU's getting in Makai Garner. Um, but look, I mean, he's third team, all, all Sun Belt selection in 2021, 31 total tackles, two and a half tackles for loss uh, in 2020. Uh, eight starts in 11 games, 27 tackles, a tackle for loss, and a sack uh, when he got honorable mention all Sun Belt Conference honors. I think with Makai, and he worked out with Damone Clark this this past summer, he really got a feel for if this is a transition that he could make. And talking with him, I, I asked him, I said, well, if Billy Napier doesn't leave you know, Lafayette, do you see yourself leaving? He said, you know what? No, probably not. But I felt like once that happened, uh, this was an opportunity to go somewhere and, and get a chance to compete against the best of the best. And he ends up doing that at LSU, not Florida. And I know there were a lot of other schools that were trying to get in there with Makai Garner. Uh, but instead, he's going to head right down I-10 and finish out his college career at LSU. So he's got to continue to improve on consistency. I think that's going to be the goal for Makai. But with his size, his strength, uh, he is physical. He's got a little bit of an edge. And again, he's highly motivated in this scenario 
uh, to really take that next step forward uh, with eyes set on on playing at the next level. Uh, I think both of these additions are strong additions. I mean, if there's any room that needs the depth, it's the cornerback position. You know, they lost Dwight McLaughlin to the transfer portal uh, this this week as well, and that group just overall uh, doesn't have the depth that it once had. I mean, Eli Ricks gone. Um, uh, so many of those players that have been in that room um, are now are now out the door. Um, Darren Evans is graduating. You don't know what's going to happen with Radarius Jones. Demarius McGee is just a freshman who has a ways to go. Uh, they needed to upgrade that room. And uh, with these additions, I know Joe Fouché is a safety, but uh, with Makai Garner specifically at, at cornerback, I think they did that. Uh, just at, at the very least from a depth depth perspective, I think he's going to um, maybe be in a better situation to to contribute. Um just with the with the defense, Matt House runs uh, and and kind of what he asks of his players. I think it, it fits him pretty well uh, from what he told me and what he felt at least. So Makai um, Garner and Joe Fouché, two in the boat already for the transfer portal this year for Brian Kelly. Uh, Miles Frazier and Slade Roy are obviously on board as well, and they'll be enrolling this spring. Um, that's the offensive lineman and the long snapper that LSU added at the tail end of, uh, uh, of this past, uh, past year. So what's next for LSU in the transfer portal? You know, this is, this is something where I think you've got to uh, really continue to circle those Louisiana prospects. But before we get to those prospects, um, I do want to say we're, we're continuing to run our promotion for TheBengalTiger.com to sign up. $10 for your entire first year, and you get a free Founders Club hat. You can check those out on TheBengalTiger.com. When you subscribe for that first year for $10, you get that hat. That'll never be produced again. That'll be yours. You'll be a part of an exclusive club uh, here at the Bengal Tiger. So check that out. Or if you want to take it a little bit slower, you can get four months for just a dollar, um, but you don't get the hat. So with that in mind, now we move back on to some of these other transfers that LSU is set to really welcome in. And I want to share some of them with you. I don't want to give away everything that's behind the paywall, but there's a couple uh, of key names here that I would circle for you guys. One, let's keep with the Arkansas uh, train and uh, look at Greg Brooks, uh, one of uh, one of the more consistent starters for the Razorbacks over the past few years. Um, he played in all 13 games in 2021, 48 tackles, 23 solo stops, two and a half tackles for loss, an interception, four pass breakups, two quarterback hurries, and a pair of fumble recoveries. Uh, and he was really productive over uh, the, the prior couple seasons there uh, since heading to Fayetteville in 2019 out of West Jeff um, down there in South Louisiana. Look, I mean, this is somebody that if you're talking about toughness and versatility, Greg Brooks could bring that. He's probably a little bit like a nickel, 5'11 or so. Um, he's got two years of eligibility remaining. I think this is somebody that you've got to have circled if you're an LSU fan that you would think jumps on board here pretty quickly. His teammate um, just just jumped on board with Joe Fouché. And, you know, it just continues the the, the progression of Louisiana pros, uh, players going back to Baton Rouge now uh, to play out their final season. So that's starting to kind of get some momentum. 
And I think Greg Brooks would be a big, big, big addition um, as he's now in the portal. And I think he's going to be coming to a decision here pretty soon. So watch for that. And then on the flip side of it, we go back to Lafayette to look at Kyron Lacey. And Kyron Lacey was a four-star prospect over over there at 24-7 Sports when we evaluated him uh, before On3 was even started. And, I mean, I just remember watching him play basketball, watching him as a senior, um, and his junior tape was excellent too. Uh, He had everything, uh, you know, really put together. And I think he needs a, a little bit of a better situation offensively for for pass catchers. You know, UL was such a strong running team under Billy Napier and co. And I think now they'll get the opportunity to maybe get to LSU, uh, get in a little bit more wide open situation um, with a quarterback in Miles Brennan or Garrett Nussmeyer or Walker Howard that can that can throw the football. And especially Miles Brennan when he was healthy. So if he stays healthy, that's a decent situation there. Kyron Lacey's in the portal. He's on an official visit to Auburn. He's going to pop up at LSU this weekend. I think LSU is the team to beat for Kyron Lacey. I posted that on the board day one um, when we uh, started the Bengal Tiger on Monday. And I still feel that way. I think this is a a young man that ends up staying um, in Louisiana. He went to Thibodeau High. Uh, He doesn't want to get too far from home. And, And just from what I'm hearing on the ground and people connected to his recruitment, you know, this is a this is a guy that can add a big-bodied receiver to the room. Uh, he's played two years, so he has, I believe, with the COVID year, he'd have four years to play three seasons. Um, and he's played a lot of football so far for the Cajuns. He, he hasn't been as productive as you would have liked, but if you go watch that Texas game that UL played them uh, this year, you see an explosive, twitchy, big receiver running down the field. I think he would be a massive addition for LSU's receiver room. Uh, and certainly, uh, if you can get, you've already got Kayshawn Butte coming back. If you can get Deion Smith somehow out of the portal and back on the team, um, you know, Brian Thomas continues to develop, Malik Neighbors continues to develop, Jack Bash continues to develop. I, this, is a, this is a receiver room that is starting to get some talent. I do think that it needs more, obviously. You know, depth is an issue there, but that's what Kyron Lacey can bring uh, is, a, is a prospect who, you know, right now needs more development. Um, if you get Cortez Hankton, that'd be somebody he's familiar with, you know, over there uh, coming from Georgia. Uh, obviously, he, you know, could step in and, and be another big-bodied receiver with Brian Kelly, or excuse me, Brian Thomas uh, over there on the outside. So, I think that one makes a lot of sense as well. And those are two I really wanted to highlight right off the bat. And then just quickly, um, you know, another teammate of Kyron Lacey's and Makai Garner um, is uh, Cyrus Torrance. Osiris Torrance, um, he is going to visit as well this week. I think that one is a, a little bit of a tougher pull, but LSU is starting to get some momentum here. Uh, with these players that are in Louisiana, I would be cautiously optimistic. I've heard a ton of Florida buzz on Osiris Torrance, uh, one of the best offensive linemen in the portal. Uh, He is really, really special. Um, The way he's developed um, into an All-American type player, um, he really has has stepped up in a big way. And um, I, I think 
I think uh, when you look at adding a big body like that, 6'5", 335 pounds, uh, he's a Louisiana uh, you know, native, uh, and, and I think somebody that if he wants to you know, really show um, you know, NFL scouts that, that he can play against the best of the best, that it makes a lot of sense uh, for him to consider LSU, and we're seeing him make a visit now, which um, I can tell you about a week ago, not a lot of people were even confident they can get him on campus, so maybe the Tigers are chipping away there for Osiris Torrance. And finally, um, I would be remiss if I didn't address Makai Wingo, the Missouri defensive lineman, an all-SEC freshman uh, honoree, somebody who played for new LSU assistant coach Robert Steeples in high school, um, and somebody who has a really bright future. He's kind of a sawed-off defensive tackle, nose tackle. He's about six foot, but he's a big, you know, stout body uh, in the middle, and was really productive as a as a freshman. And he's set to visit as well. Um, I would think LSU is the team to beat with the connections there that they have with Robert Steeples um, at the helm. Uh, over there at DeSmit back when Makai Wingo was coming out of high school. Um, I'll be interested to see what happens with that. Obviously, there's a lot of confidence that LSU can reel them in. I'm hearing the same. I think LSU's the team to beat there um, for Makai Wingo. So we'll be keeping an eye on that as his visit begins to unfold. But other than that, there are multiple other names that are on our board. If you want to check it out and hit that subscribe button, uh, $10 for just that first year. We'll leave those behind there, but a lot of the ones I covered are pretty um, common knowledge, I would say, right now, whether it be on Twitter or, or, or just um, connecting the dots. So I wanted to share those and kind of share those takes with you guys on those. We're going to wrap this up, though. Look, I know it wasn't the longest episode in the world, but we covered a lot of ground. And my goal is to kind of get you guys, at the very least, two episodes a week. Depending on the news cycle, we can maybe get to three but those 15, 20-minute podcasts covering the latest news um, and also doing some deep dives and, and some interviews. We'll eventually get the interviews up and going as well. Um, but a lot of good stuff on TheBengalTiger.com. We have an exclusive interview with Walker Howard as he gets set to enroll. Uh, we do have a lot of transfer scoop, like I mentioned. And also, we're about to drop an update with a five-star prospect that Will Wade and the Tigers are after. So be sure to check that out. Uh, on the site when that drops as well. Um, but tonight, Wednesday, uh, January 12th, LSU is on the road at Florida. They'll do so without Z Xavier Pinson, uh, the point guard who has a, a sprained knee. Um, hopefully he bounces back soon. LSU hosts Arkansas at 1 p.m. on Saturday in the PMAC. Uh, before next week, they face Alabama and Tennessee on the road. So LSU in the full teeth of that SEC basketball schedule. Uh, and for Will Wade and the Tigers, they'll do so at least against Florida without uh, one of their top guards, um, you know, uh, unavailable with that knee injury. The Lady Tigers, 15-2 and two overall, they are set uh, for a home matchup on Thursday night against Missouri at 7 p.m. So check them out as well. But for now, that'll do it for this edition of the Talking Bengal Tigers podcast. Appreciate you guys listening. Again, leave us a follow, leave us a rating, leave us a review, do all those things. And if you're on the board, let us know via Twitter, let us know via email, or just chiming in on the board. 
announce yourself. Let us know you're here. We're excited for all you guys. We are number three overall for the On3 Sports Network month-to-date subscriptions run. So we've only been at this a few days, and we're already number three uh, in subscriptions sold this month. So really impressive job by Tiger fans jumping on board. We appreciate all you guys that have done that. We look forward to many more of you guys joining us on TheBengalTiger.com. So hope you guys have a great week. Enjoy LSU Florida tonight, and we'll talk to you later this week. Thanks for listening.